Welcome back to Kind of Funnies in Review each and every Tuesday right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. We get together and rank and review different movie franchises, but we're doing something a little bit different right now. We are talking about Aladdin 2019, comparing it to Aladdin 1992, the animated classic. Greg Miller, what you got? What, why, are you, why are you giving the laughs so early? Oh, that's me and Nick. Don't just put on me. It's Nick and I having a great time over here, right? Yeah, the, we, the, the intro just kind of cut off for a second. And it caught me off guard, and then I thought, oh, my God, did I just look like Kevin from that one time on screencast where he forgot <laughs> he was never forget. the show? Never you, forget. I don't know, really you don't understand what happens at this end of the table, all right? You don't, don't get it. That you got very a little warmth happening at this end of the table. You got paired with a baked potato named Andy Cortez, all right? Nobody knows what this guy is. <laughs> he, he, is a plain he doesn't even know what fucking day it is, Andy. Try putting some butter on yourself there, buddy. You suck. We Wow. Things got dark. I'm Tim Geddes. This is Andy Cortez. That's Kevin Koala, baked potato. Greg, <laughs> Greg Miller and Nick Scarpino Hello. rounded out the group. Uh, but yeah, like I said, this is going to be Aladdin in review. Uh, just comparing it to the original. You can get the show kind of funny in review every Tuesday, uh, 11 a.m. live on Twitch. Or you can watch it later, youtube.com slash kind of funny on roosterteeth.com or on podcast services. Just search for kind of funny reviews. If I may say, you may say I, this is a, this is a non sequitur. No, I was going to uh, give you a compliment. I want to comment you, right? <laughs> You're I just looked in, in the camera, Andy. You did such a great job with this new kind of funny shirt. Really proud of you. Well, it was it's great. Good I, made, I made the color. Oh, oh wow! Oh, yeah. 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 Wow. Well, yeah, I knew West, West, West Bray made it. Oh, West Bray. You didn't design this. No, shirt. I made the colors the way they look, though. So oh. you take credit for what, like twenty percent of it? Wow, of that's it? kind of shitty of you, man. West Bray we worked so hard on make shirts. You know I mean, what I mean, West Bray made all of it. He did we all hired of it. you to make shirts. He did all of it. He made the tech pack to put it Remember when he was like, "Oh, it's gonna be a compliment." You can go to kindoffunny.com/store to get the shirt, so you can look like three of us right now. That's fantastic. Joke about fantastic for for everybody. How you guys doing? Everything good. Good. When, yeah. when did we all see the movie? I think that's an important way to start. I think all we, of us saw it together except Kevin. Except for Kevin. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, we, we all saw it last night. Theater, which is weird. Yeah. I, I, I didn't last see night? any of you until we left. I saw Greg as he was peeing, and then I walked out after I peed. He was gone. I was so confused because when I walked in to pee, Andy was peeing at the urinal in the blue jacket. And I was like, wait, I saw the Instagram story about him and Nick being in the same color blue jacket. <laughs> what day is it? Three days ago. <laughs> and I was like, lab. are you well, here the, for a different movie? The time change from Florida. Like, sure. Oh, exactly. Three days different. Andy and I had two dates over the weekend. Yeah. We went and saw uh, John Wick Parabellum together, yeah. which uh, was Annabelle. an interesting, interesting thing that we'll talk about on the Kind of Funny podcast later today. Uh, and then we sat, <laughs> and then I sat down. Um, I got there like ten minutes late, thinking, "Oh, I'll, I'll just get like through most of the previews." And then as I sit down perfectly with my Snickers bites, I'll be like ready to go. I get there ten minutes late. There's still more previews. Oh, yeah. It's insanely loud. And yes. Then, okay. Another, and then another previews 10 minutes. Previews are loud. Dude, it's so loud. And then another 10 minutes go by. And I'm like, man, we're still in previews. And there's an empty seat next to me. I forgot where I was. I didn't see any of you. I thought you guys were like punking me for a while. <laughs> and then Andy, as as like the 15th preview is going, Andy comes with this giant popcorn and just sits there. He's like, hey, man, what's up? Dude, and Skittles. <laughs> and I know this is about, we're supposed to talk about Aladdin, but as a Dolby Theater experience, Jen and I literally were like, why is this happening? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was as loud as the Let's Go Pikachu. Or not Let's Go Pikachu, the Detective uh, Pikachu, Pikachu. Pikachu movie, uh, preview. I know, previews are mixed so poorly in Dolby, and I don't know why. 
Like it's I, only the trailers. I was like, I, I was actually excited though because I'm like, cool, we're watching a musical. I want this shit to hit. To pump. Because I'll never forget when we went and saw. Um, saw. I think it was uh, uh, Spider Verse. It was. And the sound fucking blew. Kabuki man. And it was Kabuki. Never and when it hits Kabuki. that part where like the song kicks in and he actually finally becomes Spider Man, it was like, how you like me now? And I was like, is it fucking playing? <laughs> Why is it a play? It's a no, fucking hip hop song. For big Christ problem, man. Big it's terrible. So I'd rather it be too loud than not loud. The movie enough. was fun. Yeah. Once again, it's, it's like movie. movie, movie yeah, it's movie like weather. I want it to be cold and hot. Sure. Like, you yeah, let's go, let's, go with that. let's go with that. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Let's go. It was weird because I, I knew that Greg was going. For some reason, I didn't remember you guys were going then. I thought you went with Kevin. I thought it was just Tim and Joey. So, so they, I was Joey wasn't even there. Yeah. And so so I'm there. Kurt and Shari are there with me. And then I see Greg and Jen. I'm like, all right, cool. They're there. Then when I'm leaving, I was like, oh, yeah, Greg's here somewhere. And I'm looking for Greg. Don't see Greg. I'm like, wait, that's Nick. I'm so glad Andy was there because I started I started doing the thing where I was trying to make friends. Like, I don't like seeing movies by myself. <laughs> so I started doing the thing where I started trying to make friends with people next to me. I hate it. Like, so I was like, is it loud? No, okay, I'll be over here. I'm just going to sit here on this. Yeah. With my Snickers bites. Dude, there was, a, there was a legit conversation between Jen and I. Like, what do we do? Like, <laughs> what do we do? do we, uh, I got to see this for work. So <laughs> we can leave and book a non-Dolby show. I don't God, know. God, it was brutal. It was brutal. <laughs> but anyways, we watched Aladdin yesterday. Let's start off with a couple of the facts here. Aladdin. 2019 released on May 24th 2019 directed by Guy Ritchie Guy Ritchie doing He's Aladdin back. you might know him from Snatch yeah. Revolver oh, Snatch is or Indian. both of the Sherlock Holmes he movies. married Madonna at one point right he did yeah. he was married to Madonna for a while they're, yeah. it, to the best of my knowledge they are no longer together he did the King Arthur movie. He too. did, which mm-hmm. I liked. So we all went to go see with Charlie. You said Charlie. Yeah. It I was, didn't like it. You didn't, didn't like it? it. It's sure it was Charlie Hoonan. Uh, I actually, and I liked that. Uh, I thought his style is, it's interesting. This is the least Guy Ritchie yep. movie I've ever seen. There was him only do. one sequence where it was like, oh, this is total like Guy Ritchie, I, where they're showing Aladdin and it cuts to the palace and they cut back and it was like very like. I like cut. the parkour and stuff. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, Guy Ritchie did this right, and it felt Guy Ritchie to me. Where I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, cool. You're, you're showing a different side to this that we. we I didn't just really at get some point first. was expecting um, Aladdin or Jasmine to be like, well, here's what really happened, and go into like the ba- the the yeah. flashback sequence where everything's whip panning and going back. Yeah. Like, two minutes, stickish. Uh, anyway, um, and also if you haven't seen Sherlock Holmes, watch Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. It's a movie, yeah. freaking Both fantastic. Both of them are good, actually. Still haven't seen with the Sabrina and Cumberbatch. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's good. Not as good Budget of $183 million and a box office so far, just from this weekend, of $234.7 million, That's a uh, lot. which is a lot of money, puts That's it at already half the lifetime of the first Aladdin, which if you remember from last week, was the number one movie of 1992. Things have changed, obviously, Inflation. but that's still pretty damn Inflation. impressive. I was gonna say the same. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Nine <laughs> Eleven, you fucking monster! I oh said it. He was going to I was say just, it. <laughs> oh, so that makes it worse for him. Oh, you know, sit I, here. I said it. He was gonna go. Are we gonna sit here and act like Nine Eleven didn't change everything? I was. I was. Are you really gonna say that? I don't know. I don't know. What is wrong? I don't know what we're talking about anymore. I had Snickers bites. Snickers bites. <laughs> I was gonna say the Titanic, but oh, yeah. different time. Andy, how long? Real talk, though. Total non sequitur. How long did it take you to get through that gigantic bag of Skittles that you bought? <laughs> I didn't finish anything. It started making me sick after a while. Yeah, now there was a time Don't where Nick yeah. kept saying, "Get get these away from me." And then finally, like I was like, "All right, I think I'm done with the Skittles. I'm gonna put them away." And I was like, "One more." And he's like, "No, no, no." 
All right, all right, yeah. <laughs> like and I almost threw up. Bite. Yeah, you can't, it turns out you can only eat like a certain amount of Skittles before your your mouth goes numb. Yeah, I, I found this terrible. out with uh, yeah. the mini Starburst that they had. Oh yeah, I was begging people by the end of the movie to be just like, take just take them, please, like, just take them, throw them out. The yeah. Not the problem yeah. I had with the peanut M and M's though that I fucking housed during uh, John Wick Parabola, yeah. which was a whole Popcorn, other story. I didn't finish all of those. See, now I had a heartbreaking tale, right? Because I did a double feature last night, so we got there. You saw Brightburn. We got there for Aladdin. Yeah, I did. Got there for Aladdin. Got in line. Just right. wanted water. I did. I like. Can I come on screencast and talk about? Uh, it? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Uh, got the water. Got in the AMC Stubbs A list whatever line. Right. It's speedy, speedy, speedy. Got there. Got my water. Nobody else is in line. Is great. We went and saw the movie. Then we went and got drunk. And then we came back to watch Brightburn. And then it was like, now we want some fucking popcorn. Yeah, and popcorn I'm like, I'm gonna time. get some. I'm gonna get some. Candy. Time to pop it up. The, uh, the Stubbs line was so long, and we were already late for the movie. We had to bail and just go. Uh, you had you you know you, you got like twenty thirty minutes long? more. That was the line. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The Stubbs line was super long. What did you say? I said you know you had like 20 or 30 minutes more of previews. It wasn't that bad. And I also got to see the Annabelle Comes Home trailer, which I thought looked nice. Okay. Uh, I like scary. the Conjuring universe. Yeah, no, thank you. No, thank you. Trailers are a standard 20 minutes at AMC, just for everyone. Is it? That's helpful. Th- yeah, yeah, yeah. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Andy, I'm going to text you at some point because you'll need to remind me about that. Okay. That's like legit like 10 trailers. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. God, it's a lot. Yeah, especially a lot. when they're coming. <laughs> you're fucking, it's some kind of like, <laughs> they're trying to punish you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, please God, <laughs> show me the Disney logo. I was like, this is what I actually thought. I actually, I was like, I hope Kevin can't see me right now because I'm, I'm thinking about covering my ears and I do not want the old fogey fucking shit that's going to come out of Kevin's mouth. It's like, it's so loud, but I can't, you I should, can't show weakness yeah, to Kevin. The old fogey thing would have been like, oh, can you bring it up a little bit louder for me? Oh, my concern was, no, yeah, we were you back in like, way. like it's too loud. We were that, was, that was the farthest I'd ever been. Usually when we've seen other stuff, the you farthest guys the doesn't change. And it, it's loud but that was my concern of like, God, am I under a spe- We're looking around like, why is no one else hurt? It's just so bad. <laughs> I'll tell you what, so I'm loud. like, you get those seats every time. Those are perfect. Those are great. Like, I, had, I had the perfect seat. Yeah. I was smack dab in the middle of the theater. It was, I was great. I was F. Yeah. F middle and it was great. Going around the table. Yeah. What are our thoughts on Aladdin, the live action movie? <laughs> 34 minutes later, we started talking about the popcorn was pretty <laughs> Andy, uh, what'd you think? I, I liked it. I kind of went in not expecting to like it, just based on what we'd seen in the trailers. I thought, man, this is going to be another bot. Like, Will Smith can't catch a break, dude. Even in a live action movie, he's going to just be the butt of the joke. I enjoyed, like... A lot of it. I'd say it's like, if I were to put a number on it, like 7 out of 10, maybe 6.8 out of 10. I was super ju- I was super stoked with it. I, I walked out really happy. A lot of the musical numbers uh, got me emotional. Uh, a couple of the music numbers I thought weren't as good as they could have been. I didn't really like the one jump ahead of the brand line. Like the drums just didn't do it for me. Yeah, they but, added a lot of drums to yeah. everything. Overall, I was, sto- I was like really, really happy with it. I thought they did a great job. I uh, I was shocked how much I liked uh, Will Smith as Genie. I didn't expect him to like really bring bring it, and he he I think he did a stellar job. Yeah. To where it's like it's a different Genie, but it's it's got the same like heart, you know. Um, overall, I really liked it. I think out of all the remake movies, like this is or the live action remakes, this is my favorite so far. And uh, for most of the the song sequences, I enjoyed. Uh, I didn't like the speechless one so much just because I felt like the setup for it was wrong and it didn't make a lot of sense the way they, like, I oh, wish... I it was dope. I wish... But I wish she had done that, like, as she was walking out of the main room, not out of the, like, secondary room. Did you like the song, though? Yeah, the song was cool. A very Frozen-esque kind of song. Yeah. Like, yeah, like... Very cool, modernized. awesome ballad yeah. song. So, it, that was cool. But, um, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, overall, I feel like the changes, like, th- I think they did a good job. Yeah, I'd put it around the same thing, around a seven, if I had to rate it. Greg Miller. I liked it. Had a great time with it. Uh, I really liked Aladdin and Jasmine. I thought both their performances were great. Their chemistry was great. Oh, In general, just like from the moment Aladdin entered the picture and then the way they introduced Jasmine this time around, I like that they changed her character right and her narrative a bit in terms of what she, you know what I mean? Like, a lot. It, it, I like they updated it. Like, exactly. Much. Giving a reason why she's not allowed out of the palace because of the mother. Okay, that's good. I like that they changed the Sultan not to be some bumbling, fat little baby <laughs> child <laughs> shaped like a turkey. You just want to eat him up. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> The cartoon going, I want to eat this man. <laughs> <laughs> he looks delicious. I liked and disliked Will Smith's genie at different parts. Uh, I, for some reason, I thought. Not for some reason. I didn't like visually when he was CG a lot. I I, there was it. a lot of times where I'm like, oof, that just doesn't look like the way it, it doesn't look real enough for me. But it didn't take me out of the film. It was whatever. It, he has his moments where I really loved him and stuff like that. I think anytime he tried not tried to be Robin Williams, but when he had to say like the same lines and same stuff, that's when it was like, Meh. Now granted, I just watched the animated one for this, so maybe that different. Like Jafar a lot too. But I had a great yeah. time. I had a really good time with the movie. I enjoyed myself the whole way through. Nick. Even though mm-hmm. pointed out on Twitter and, the, and I didn't understand it when I saw the tweet because I didn't see the movie, but I, I watching the thing. Will Smith is just Hitch again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even, oh, even, it even ends in a dance scene just like an Hitch. I, <laughs> I, like, ah. I kind of love that though because it really it made Will Smith's genie different. I felt like this genie was way more of a hype man the entire time and sure. that fit the hip hop aesthetic sure. of Will Smith a lot. I love that stuff. Um, I, I was surprised how much I liked it. Um, I did, I, having said that, I didn't love it. Um, I liked a lot of the I liked the movie. I did not like the musical elements of this. I always feel like these live action movies, like when they start singing, I'm like, oh, right, there is music in this. It's so it just kind of doesn't work for me. Um, I feel like the all the musical numbers, the, the arrangements, I did not like. I didn't love they shoehorn drums into stuff. I didn't like that they they felt they needed to update it and make everything bigger. I just didn't think it really fit because the aesthetics were very, very small. Like th- that's the one thing I, I, I really walked out of this movie wanting a little more of was the sense of grandeur that we got toward the end of the original animated movie where like there's this giant throne room and this big monument to Jafar's ego and we didn't get really any of that the the, the end of this movie uh, happens near a fountain and that's the bit I mean it was cool it was a fountain made of snakes and I was like any minute those snakes are going to come alive and they didn't and that was weird um, I but I going dialing it back to things I did like I really liked uh, Aladdin and Jasmine I, I thought the casting was great and I actually was surprised how much I liked Will Smith but I loved Will Smith when he was Will Smith when he was the giant blue slimer like Jack Slimer I was like this is weird uncanny valley territory and I don't like it at all um, I wish they had just let him do the little cherry on top Will Smith a little bit more because I remembered about an hour into the movie how much I fucking love Will Smith in a comedic role as like a, a in like a silly kind mm-hmm. of buddy cop and it made me just super jacked for Bad Boys 3 hell yeah yeah hell yeah I thought it was great I wouldn't say I loved it um, but I thought it was my favorite of the live action Disney adaptations by far. Um, I think that the story is better than the original movie. The characters are all better than the original movie. I think it's a, be- I think it's a better, a far better movie than the original. As yeah. a musical, I have my, my criticisms of them not using that genre. I think they made a movie with musical elements. I don't think they made a musical with story elements. And that was that's my biggest it's really my only disappointment here is that you think about movies like La La Land where they were like, we're going to approach this as a musical and then tell a story using the musical genre. This, they were like, we just got to get to a whole new world and then we'll show that. But I don't know. I feel like there was almost two movies in one where like 
I, if they had taken out all the music, I would love to rewatch this movie again because I actually liked those moments more, I think, than the musical moments. I really enjoy the musical moments. I don't think that they are that any of them are better than the original versions. No. But we've also listened to the original versions for 20 years. That, that's the hardest thing is like I would love to see it's it's so hard not to bring nostalgia into this. Right. It's so hard not to compare it to the, the whole new world that I've seen a billion times that we just watched last week. And so I don't know that. It's hard not to be a bit jaded when you see an updated version of it and go, oh, it's not how I remember it, mm-hmm. and I want to sing along with this. I think they had some really fun moments, like I, when the, uh, when they did the Prince Ali moment where he's like, come on, we got to get you, we got to get you, and they hold that, that really note. Good. I was really like, okay, okay, they're having some fun with this. But I mean, that musical, that sequence right there, I just remember being so much bigger in the animated movie, and then you see it here, and it's in this little tiny space where it's just going back Prince laterally. Ali? Yeah. I, I just thought Prince Ali was a great I just I wanted it to be like way bigger than that and it was it was shot very flat and I don't know it just didn't really it, I didn't think they had enough fun with the musical elements of this to really kind of sell that but uh, sorry to bring it back into the positive if this was my child's first version of Aladdin I'd be like okay I'm okay with that like it was a good it was a good version and I think that it was serviceable at points but the story itself I actually liked yeah I thought it was great I thought the characters were all improvements on the original characters in terms of depth in terms of their motivations loved what they did with Jasmine love her being Sultan at the end like all of that makes sense I feel like the genie's motivations for wanting to be free it was more than that it was wanting to be human that's and cool. I thought they did a good job with all of that um, I thought that Jafar was awesome I thought he was great, and his backstory and like mm-hmm. his the elements that him, him I, I thought so much better. Yeah, it was yeah. so much more political. Yeah, kind of cool. All of that they, stuff was great. And it was really cool because there was like there was actually a duality between him and Aladdin, which I really right. like. Yeah. He's like, I am you, but I'm just more ambitious than you. It's and then great. when you see Aladdin getting more ambitious, it, it, like I love all that stuff where he's like, "You're not the man." Oh, that's the man right there. That's the guy that's like yeah. wanting power and wanting this. And he's like, "Yep, that's him." As they walk out, yeah, I, I thought the genie was great. Will Smith was awesome. I uh-huh, felt like uh-huh. he was weakest when he was singing because he's just not a singer and I, they relied a little too much on especially in the beginning of the movie with him doing the whole uh, Arabian Nights song they made that song way too long for his voice being at the, the levels that it is in terms of singing because anytime he was doing the more like I'm Will Smith rap ha 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 awesome Loved that shit the entire time. I liked the focus of the drums because it gave it a more hip hop vibe, which I definitely think was the intentions with Will Smith. I just think it's, yeah, I just think like that's one too many elements to throw into this. Like for a movie that's set in a period of time in a specific like culture, having another element of hip hop on top of the orchestral symphonic stuff was just too, it's too much for me. See, but they, they used all the drums and stuff that were from that culture and stuff. And I was, I've been listening to the soundtrack all last night and all today. And it's like, I think that. It's different, not worse. It's just we're so used to that other stuff that I think that they they had a consistent theme with it throughout the entire score right. that I really appreciated. See, I think they have an I think they have an un, a, a knack for throwing a lot of stuff into these movies. Like this, it was a criticism I had of Beauty and the Beast, where I was like, "Why is this longer than the original? Why are there more songs, especially when Emma Watson can't sing?" Um, and I think I think they just have a, a, a bad habit of just kind of piling more shit on. Where like. I, I like for instance the first song, uh, not 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 the uh, Arabian Night song, but uh, one, one jump. jump I was mm-hmm. like, this is just weird. It just did uh, not work for me at all. And I think I, it's because it's different, though. I, yeah. I, I really do think it's no. Because I just think it's, it didn't fit the visuals and like the I, vibe of what was happening up until that point. I feel like when that happened, that was my first moment of like, oh shit! Like this is very similar to what I remember watching last week, where it's like the 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 way it was choreographed and the music, like it was different. But like I I thought that they had done a good job translating it to real life. 
the, I like the, how the plot even for yeah. that like subverted expectations of not having it happen immediately. I was kind of bummed mm. where I'm like, oh fuck, are they not going to do my I favorite was too, song? Yeah. And then ha- not introducing Jasmine uh, as the princess till later. It's every a lot of the criticisms we had last week were addressed in this, and I thought mm. that was really cool. Yeah, I like that she had been. I, that was one of the things I really liked was that we see her and she's already sneaking out, and it wasn't a. This is my first time ever. It was like I've been doing this. I sneak out a lot. I got to get the fuck out of this palace. Like. I'm I'm a lot more uh, independent of a person than than she was in the original one, which I really really liked. And I liked I liked how the story moved a lot faster because they were able to then add more elements in mm-hmm. without it feeling necessarily longer than it needed to be. I feel like everything they added, as opposed to Beauty and the Beast, where they added a bunch of shit that didn't <sighs> need to be there. Everything they added here and the runtime was sure. about thirty minutes longer. Yeah, I think it all serviced the story. Mm-hmm. It's starting with the Will Smith as Will Smith with the family and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool confirming the theories of the. The peddler from the first movie being the genie mm. in one movie, which right, is right, right, right. I like that. nice. And I like that they brought it back at the end where it's like, oh, we're going to get a boat. I was like, oh, that's cute. That's uh, cute. I, Go for it. I, I didn't like that he like just becomes human at the end. Like I that broke it. my heart. I love it. No, that's that's what he wanted, Kevin. Yeah. That's not what he wanted. He wanted to be free, not just a normal person like you or like me or Andy. Well, in this one, he wanted to be human. I and I, I feel like that did add to the character a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, since we're talking a lot about the music, uh, Alan Menken was brought in to compose the score for the film who did the original score for the the first one. So it, it was very much, he did an interview where he was like, I don't just want to do the exact same thing again. I want it to have a different flavor where the songs feel entirely different. I want to change the lyrics up to make sure that they're, like, it, you're not just getting the exact same thing, so you're comparing it, you know, back to back. Um, so for lyrics, they brought in uh, Pasek and Paul, who did La La Land and all that. Really? So oh. the new song, Speechless, entirely written by them. And anytime they had changed up great. lyrics, it was them. Um, and the thing that blew my goddamn mind, uh, and I realized it like when I got the soundtrack, every single song is sang by either Naomi Scott, Menem Saud, or oh, wow. Will Smith. Really? The so actors, those are, so Naomi cool. Scott actually sings sang that well. Yeah. All of it. Good for and them. on top of that, um, a lot of the songs were sung live on set. So that oh. was, I noticed that. And there were moments where, so when, when they weren't, when that wasn't the case, it, it really stuck out. But those songs where they actually were singing, like there's a song where I, I think it's like Naomi Scott's first song that she sings. I can't remember which one it was. It's the first version of Speechless. Part yeah. Fucking great. Fucking great. And they need to do that. They live. need to do that more. They need to like, and, and that was one of the things I really loved about uh, a, Star is Born. a Star is Born, which is that they actually sang live. You're like, oh, I'm in this now. Mm-hmm. Versus Will Smith's first song where he starts singing as he's coming down and the lips don't quite match and it's not really working. It's his voice, but it's not, he's not singing it really. I don't know. The lips, they kind of went back and auto-tuned it a little bit. Didn't ever like catch my eye, but it's more, it just doesn't feel right. It yeah. feels like the song is playing in a world yeah. that we're not actually seeing. Yeah. It doesn't and draw you in. There was an effect that was used throughout this movie movie that was very bizarre and I don't know exactly what was off about it but I feel like the frame rate of things was weird where they did a lot of speeding up and like it was really clear for the dance scenes Mm -hmm. and friend like me was fine because I was magical but then the scenes that weren't magical it still had it there's a a lot there's also a lot of stuff they did in this that I didn't love uh, like uh, uh, from the cinematography standpoint where a lot of the stuff was shot with deep focus which made it look weird and not like a movie. A lot of the CG was they didn't they they were a lot of the CG felt flat because he was small. It they just they did a lot of weird shit visually in this yeah. that I thought that didn't necessarily mesh well. And that, and that that's that's I guess where my brain kind of went off a little bit was I was like the visuals and the and the, and the music and the dancing and the style are not meshing together for some reason for me. And it's and it's it, it didn't necessarily ruin the movie for me. Like I said, I I actually was like surprised that after two hours I was like, oh, I enjoyed that. That was interesting. But I just don't think 
the sum of all the parts equaled something greater than 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 the sum of the parts. You know what I mean? Like I think that all the elements were there, and you're like, I guess I'll just take a la carte. I'll choose to like this. I'll choose to like this. But everything else, it didn't it didn't come together as to 100 percent like I wanted it to. There was one shot that I remember that showed the palace, and it was like weirdly like it was like a tilt shift shot, and it's like well it's it's like not a real palace, so like it's an artificial tilt shift, and like. That was the one moment where I was like, oh, this seems really, like, unnecessary. This movie didn't get going for me until after one jump. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. that, that, I think after the one jump sequence, I'm not sure what exactly would follow that, but I think, like, the whole moment with them, like, with him and Jasmine talking to each other in his little house or whatever, that's where the movie started getting really good for me because I've... I think I hated one jump being half time sort of like I I want that driving dun, 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 but it was like dun, 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 it just didn't do it for me I want like that fast pace yeah. I'm running from the God, authorities so they just didn't do it for me but yeah I think I, everything after that I I was like wow I can't believe I'm really into this right now yeah I think I also wanted like I don't know there was like I th- I liked the guy that played Aladdin I think he played it a lot more straightforward I wanted him to be a little bit more cavalier like like. That, that that's one of the elements that I was I was thought was lacking that was present in the '92 version was like he was a little bit more of a rogue and I liked that in this he felt really really sweet hearted the entire time and I kind of wanted him to be a little more cocky with like the one jump he was having fun getting away from the people and this I don't know it just I think they, they were like we're gonna make it more parkour and we're gonna make it more I loved the parkour because in the first movie we just got parkour and the one jump ahead. Now is it this throughout the entire movie? He's Prince of Persia. It was awesome, except when we had the CG version of it. That was weird. weird. It is weird. Just give us a real parkour. You can do that. But him doing like the real parkour shit was awesome. (laughs) But this the scene at night where he's breaking into the castle. I'm like, this is so cool, and it adds so much to his character. And him seeing Jasmine and all the times that they flirt, and he steals the bracelet and stuff. I'm like. Wow, I love these two together. I loved him the, as the actor Mena. Like I thought he did a great yeah. Aladdin. And I, this goes back to me where seeing these trailers, I was so down on this movie. Seeing the clip of Prince Ali, I was like, holy crap, this is going to be a train wreck. Will Smith's going to ruin this. A lot of this is bad. I was wrong about all that. Yeah. Ja- oh, Jafar's too hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Aladdin, too hot. Aladdin's not talking for a reason. He's not going to be Aladdin. All of that was wrong. Yeah. I thought all that stuff was really, really well done. But I still stand by. I just don't like the look of these CG movies. Oh, like it's a little either. too gritty and real. Yeah, it's too. Fu- and it's, and it's, it's like, not. It's not fun enough. It's yeah. just like I think this. this a lot of the stuff was dark and and it's, it's just dark. And, and tonally, it's just so weird. Because then they break into this big song and you're like, ah, it just doesn't work. That, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I can't really put my put it to words, but I think that kind of. Like, the visuals don't necessarily fit the vibe of what they're going for. And it kind of takes me out a little bit. I feel like they've had this issue with the CG for their live-action movies the entire time where, looking at Beauty and the Beast, taking the characters, taking the like all the appliances and the candle and the clock and all that stuff, they make it look way too twisted and... Oh, yeah, uh, it's, like, it's like the problem with uh, the original Transformers where you exactly. look at it and you're like, why is there so much detail to this and i don't it's a like fucking that. talking clock and the problem is with aladdin when characters like abu are such a focus and you're supposed to be able to see their like their their uh, their face kind of, valley uh, yeah. uh contort and you know change to show emotion i feel you totally lose that when it's cg and it takes away him being a fun character and it, then he's just and like see, oh you're a real monkey yeah and see the pro and do you know what they did with this one that was that was one of the bigger uh, character changes that iago is not really uh, he wasn't the comedic relief anymore. Yeah. They had. They were like, well, we can't really make the parrot hilarious, too, so let's just make him a straightforward, like, evil parrot. Let me drop some shit on you Go about Iago. Do you guys know who voiced Iago? Mark Oliver Hamill. Stone. Gilbert Gottfried. Christopher Walken. No. Alan Tudyk. 
Oh, wow. Alan Tudyk voiced John Oliver's who I meant. In uh, the Duke in Disney's Frozen in 2013. In 2014, oh, he K2. was the bad guy in Big Hero Six. In 2016, he was uh, Duke Weaselton and Hi Hi, the little chicken in Moana. Oh no, sorry, sorry, <laughs> hey, sorry. Hey. sorry. Hey Hey in Zootopia and Moana. Um, and then that year, he was K Two So in Rogue One. Uh, and then he came back for to be a character in Ralph Breaks the Internet, and then he's Iago in Aladdin. Mm-hmm. So he's just all over these like shout little side Alan villain too. characters. Shout out to him. So, uh, wait, did you guys not like Abu? Because I was going to say shout outs to because I feel like I they did him. really. Yeah, I thought Abu was like the least cool part of the movie because mm. of everything I just said. Yeah, I didn't hate him. It just it just it's just hard fine. to nail the like the silliness. Mm-hmm. Of like, and that, that's why that's where I really think that the animated medium really starts to kind of stand out over these live actions. That's what makes me worried about Lion King. Yeah, too. You, that, and that's the thing you can make them larger than life and exaggerated movements, and you use those classic techniques that that they have in animation to really sell the sort of. The, the, the sort of uh, amazement factor of, of the movies, right? Like, you can have... There's that great moment in the animated uh, 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 movie where he goes, you know, phenomenal cosmic powers. And they show him fucking gigantic and then bring it back down. And you can't... It just doesn't translate that well to the live action. So you have to kind of you have to kind of mute it down a little bit. And that's what we got here. Something I want to give this movie a lot of credit for, though, is there are moments of giant spectacle that I feel like they nailed, specifically with Friend Like Me. Where that I was the only that, one moment, but though. I, 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 Prince Ali, I would argue too. But like, like, let me say this for a second before interrupting me. I feel like Friend Like Me had a really, really good sense of scale and using Will Smith's live genie in ways that were in homage to the original one, but weren't directly just having him like turn his face into a bunch of different characters the entire time. It did that, but then it also did the thing where it cut to them watching the, the rewind to see what happened. Like, <laughs> I think they did a lot of really cool stuff with that, and the song was epic. The song had, you felt it, making him dance like a puppet. I loved all that stuff, and it was in direct contrast to Beauty and the Beast, where Be Our Guest is that triumphant, mm-hmm. epic moment, and it felt like it just fell flat, and it didn't have any sense of hype or magic going on, and I'm worried about Lion King because uh, Just Can't Wait to Be King to me is that song. Mm-hmm. And seeing Simba with the colors and the animals going by and like him well, having You're not going to get that Lion King. We've already as, seen the palette of Lion King and it's very muted. I mean, we haven't seen much of Lion King right, right now. So it's like that scene, trailers. I'm hoping we see it be this grand, crazy thing and like fun. And I don't think we're going to because it's so realistic. You know what these movies remind me of? And this is going to, f- maybe I'm crazy. They remind me of the moments in The Mask with Jim Carrey where he dances and it's really fucked up and twisted. That's what that's what I keep getting vibes of whenever I see these people like that Prince Ali when he starts dancing I'm like this is if I were a kid I might actually be scared of this no. because it's this giant blue guy like doing all sorts of weird shit. It just doesn't it just doesn't play as fun. It kind of plays as like you said twisted. It's kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, I like I, yeah. I like the Aladdin versions of it. I did not like it in Beauty and the Beast, and I'm worried about Lion King because of that. Yeah, in Beauty and the Beast, like they went with a way toned down version of it. But I think that they in Aladdin, especially the Prince Ali, like it didn't seem toned down. I I was like, oh, this to me strikes very similar to the the animated, but just and, done in real life. And that's you know, like could they have gone further? Yeah, but like 
I think that they chose a good middle ground to make it look still seem realistic. I agree, and I feel like the clip that they released last week of it was just the intro before mm-hmm. like shit started going yeah, down. Yeah, and yeah. also, there was a lot of CG that wasn't in that clip. Mm-hmm. I feel like the marketing for this did a real disservice because so much of the shit they should not have shown Will yeah, Smith blue it, that early because it looked way worse than it did in the movie. Didn't look great in the movie. But it, like, I don't think that it's affecting their numbers. Two hundred million in the first weekend is very so, good. Not from the reaction of people I thought in the theaters. People around me were literally yeah. like, "This is amazing." The this is great. People were clapping. Mm-hmm. The, two, the couple next to me was like cheering the entire time. And I I guess I'm just not that big of an Aladdin fan, but it's... You no, know, I, I think that you just watched Aladdin 92 and like now you're comparing it to that. That's the, and yeah. that's, a, that's a good portion of probably why I wasn't as hyped for this. Um, granted, I, yeah, I just seen it, the movie uh, prior, but... I was shocked by how little of... <laughs> how uh, I wasn't super offended by Will Smith in the Blue Genie look. I... Yeah, I thought, I thought it was fine looked, uh, for the yeah. most part. I was, that, I was expecting to be like cringing a lot, but mm-hmm. I actually thought it was pretty cool. It's an unrealistic character that they have to now bring into the real world. Like in the the animated version, he's this huge person, you know, solid blue thing. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't really have like he's got like pecs, but like he's not a defined shape. And I I liked their um, like them going with like this being this really buff guy, and like I just thought that like. That looked good, and there were a lot of shots where I was like, "Oh, I feel like this is composited well too." Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there was. I think I think those were the some of the most cringier parts for me. me too. Like that's the thing. The movie was. I think I had a lot of great stuff going on, but there were one or two moments where I was like, Ugh. and most of it was when Will Smith's face wasn't necessarily attached yep. to his body. Yep. <laughs> I was like, "Why do they do this so much?" <laughs> you have fucking Will Smith. Just put him in the scene and let him out. Let him be blue for like five seconds, and then be like, "Hold on, I got to blend in more." And then that's that's the thing. Then he's blue, maybe like. 5% of the time, the rest of the time, just let it be Will Smith. Because he's so much, those scenes where he's actually Will Smith with other people were great. At the fucking end, when he's normal again and almost cries, and Andy and I were riding home, he was like, it was like Pursuit of Happiness where he gets the job. I yeah. was like, fuck, he's such a good actor. He's great. Why would you put him behind all that CG? I don't know. I mean, I, I think if they had done that, we would have all been sitting here and been like, uh, I guess they didn't have the budget to have him blue all the time, you know? No, I would have been like, mm-hmm. I love this, and every kid that watched it would have been bored. That's how, that's, I mean, it's a kid's movie. That's mm-hmm. that's why they mm-hmm. did it. You gotta have a giant blue guy. He's yeah. a genie. I get it. And, and on that front, I think I think it's a good kid's movie, you know? If you yeah. got a kid, I think it's a good movie, period. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think and because of all the improvements they made to the story, the one story thing that I was a little let down by is when they started making all the changes, I was like, oh, wow, they're really fixing all, all the criticisms I had. I still don't like that uh, his second wish is used when he's underwater and it's not officially a wish. Uh, a wish. Especially and now. what bothers me is that this movie doubled down on the rules in a way that the first one didn't. And I'm like, you're, so you're saying that he has to rub the lamp. He has to say it to you. And that now he just signs a contract underwater. Yeah, they, they for some reason changed the, the, the dialogue <laughs> of getting him out of a cave. To make it more convoluted. Yeah, why wouldn't they? Where he actually wishes for, I wish for you to get me out of the cave. And in the, the first one, remember, he goes, but oh, you you're to, such a big genie. Sorry, go ahead. It, well, yeah, I hear you. I agree with you. But it was the act of Will was like, you have to rub the lamp and then say, I wish. So he didn't rub the lamp. So that was the loophole. Yeah. Around it that wasn't time. clear for me. And I thought he like. Even had, when they rewound it, I, I was with you of like, I get what you're doing. It's not clear. It's not clear. And there's no reason they should have made that more complicated. Yeah. But I, I don't understand why they did that. It, I don't think it makes I any don't. sense. I think they wanted to change it. A little bit just but for change. Also, I don't think the th- second scene. I don't know. know. Did they want Will Smith's uh, genie to be that 
boastful, I guess, right? Because they're kind of using even cranking that up more for Jafar, right? Of not mm. being number two in the room, maybe. Mm. But that, but that moment was such a great character moment for Aladdin. That's the moment we learned that he can outsmart people. Street that smart, is that right. his, street he's a street smart street guy, smart. right? And that's and that's mirrored at the very very end where he goes, "I'm going to use the thing that's inherently that's me to beat the bad guy, yeah. which is yeah. I'm going to outsmart this guy. I don't have money. I don't have power. I don't have fame. I'm smart." And that and so like we didn't really get that in this. Um, that was the one change that I didn't like to the story because it bit us in the ass twice. Where it was there and at the end with uh, Jafar when he makes his final wish to be the the all powerful genie, except he doesn't. No, I want to be says, the most powerful being, being in the universe. And then the genie's like, "There's a lot of gray area there." I'm like, "Wow, you made a change that made this less clear." Yeah, less and clear. It's not. All he needed to one. say was, "I wish to be, I wish to be a genie." I, like that's what he says in the original. I want, I want the power of the, the genie, the or most, whatever it was, the most powerful genie, genie an all yeah. powerful genie. And, and he goes, "Cool, yeah." So that was those were too dumb. I, I didn't, I didn't like that they kind of gloss over all the setup for the Cave of Wonders, which you're just sort of expected. Oh, I did. But that's because you know it. If you if you came into that movie not knowing Aladdin, if you were a kid, I'd be like, "What." What's the diamond and the rough thing? I don't understand it. How come the guy can't go into the cave? Why is why is everyone? It's like a montage at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, they see, need. I was, they, they I was okay with it because you didn't need to know the setup until Aladdin goes in. You just see this guy gets killed. But even when Jafar's Aladdin goes upset. in, they don't take a moment to tell you, "Hey, you're the chosen one who can go into this." We just you just hear the cave kind of grumble underneath music, "Diamond in the rough." Well, and Iago you're supposed to understand also makes what mention that is. of it. Iago mentions a couple times like we found the diamond, says, in the rough. diamond in the rough, but 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 no, but you need a character. You have to understand if you were a kid or someone never seeing Aladdin, you'd be like, I don't understand why people can't just go into the cave. But see, what does diamond in the rough mean? What does that mean? I, to me, that doesn't matter. It's more about just get the thing. Don't take any of the other stuff. It's like that's what matters to kids. Like that, what matters is what is the mission? What is the goal here? I love that they cut the Jafar stuff of him being in the cell with them because that oh, didn't I love make that. sense. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. I, love that. I like, like that. Let's just get to it. I I, I was a little bummed. Well. I was a little bummed that they they cut the mo- the moment where he was supposedly has to have killed Aladdin because I thought that was a great Jasmine character moment where that was the moment where she realized she was mm-hmm. in love with him mm-hmm. and so we never really got that. But and we got that in a different way. We did. It just wasn't. I just like that moment where she realizes, and that's also in the animated movie. The first time she stands up for herself, it's the first time she goes, "You fucked up, and I'm going to take you on, yeah, Jafar." And future. that that puts her directly at odds with him, which is why he has to take her out at the end of the movie. And we didn't really get that. Uh, we got a lot of her standing up for herself just in general, which I thought was good, and then punctuated nicely by the song at the end, where she's like, "No, fuck it, this is who yeah. I am." I'm I loved her person. getting a song. I hated Jafar not having a song. I'm like, damn it! Not only did they not give Jafar a song, they took his Prince Ali reprise, where it was so badass, where he like transforms him and like tells the truth of what's happening. I was yeah, like, oh, damn it. Yeah, the ending, the ending mo- moments, I just didn't, I didn't love the third act. The of moment this. that the the Sultan, the Handmaiden, and Jasmine got pulled up into Kingdom Hearts Crisis, like yeah. Cryo Freeze. I'm like, this is. What is happening? I, just, I wish they had done that more like the old one where they each got their own specific thing and it just felt a little rushed. I was yeah. really worried. She's that, in the hourglass. He's the puppet. Yeah. The, 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 the carpet gets unraveled, all that stuff. But that was fun. And then mm-hmm. they just didn't have a lot of fun with the magic in this. I, I guess was, it would be a lot, sorry, a lot scarier with like actual people. Like if she was sitting in a giant thing getting covered in sand. Who cares? Do it. Little kids, dude. They get scared easy. I was uh, worried about Jasmine's song because I was... Thinking like you go to a, a concert to see your favorite band and they play that one song that nobody really or like we got a new song for you you're like oh, no no that was, that was Beauty weird. and the Beast oh really it yeah had that problem. I was worried about this Jasmine song and I it fits the, the first moment that she sang it it was over super fast because it was only like two verses it was like a verse and a chorus and that's it 
And my first thought was like, God damn, I wish that was longer. That was so good. And I'm so glad that it was like in that reprise where yeah. like people are getting Thanos dusted. It was so that cool. That part I, really, I didn't like. So I, like, really like I, I, I like this song a lot. But I agree like, with the both Thanos dressing up. I did a moment even where I was like, what's really happening? Is this yeah, like the song is so good. I knew she was. Yeah, I knew. I knew. I mean, everything was, the fire was in slow motion. The the drape gets like, it's like floating. I could tell this is all like a dream sequence. But I do think it's interesting that this song is about like speaking up and like, and then what she does from there is tell the guard to like stand down. Like I wish she had been more authoritative about it. Well, well I she was being a good leader though. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. was being a sultan. But I didn't love how they got her there. Mm. Like I thought that was a little cheap where the guy's like, I'm sultan now. And the guard's like, okay, yeah, I guess you're it, sultan now, which is like, wait a minute. You're supposed to be super loyal. You're, like, you're supposed to die for your sultan. Like you're a guard that's supposed to be so loyal. You've been loyal since you were a kid. They've known him since he was a kid. And you're just going to go, oh, well, I guess this guy's sultan now. My one thing about that though, was I thought it was covered well with genie magic from yeah. the beginning where he's like, oh, they won't see you because it's genie magic. And then him being like, well, so eventually okay. your, cu- your true character is going to break through. Yeah. So when she makes this Hail Mary to him of like, you know who you are, we know who you are. And he's like, you're, you're right. I, I do know who I am. He's the sultan. It was it and I and I'll buy that. Yeah, and that's, that's absolutely uh, that's good. I just needed a little bit more visually to back sure. that up, like that's maybe good. something <laughs> in the eyes or yeah. something that right. felt <laughs> like he was he was transfixed because it it just kind of read on screen where he was like, all right, cool, yeah, yeah fuck exactly. it, I'll yeah, get yeah. this guy yeah. now. Oh, okay, no, yeah, you're right. Okay, we'll kill this guy. Like it needed to be a little bit more of a magical fair, moment fair. for her. I also like the use well. of the staff. Like I feel like they once again did a good job. But he didn't use the staff life. ever. He used it. Yeah, he, yeah, never to a, never to good effect. He never really. He, he like, like convinced. Uh, well, he was for a second. For a second, yeah, that's right. But like that even happens in the animated movie. No, in the animated movie, he convinces him to give him the ring. Huh? He 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 actually uses the staff for like to get the ring back to find out to find the diamond in the rub. And this mm-hmm. when he starts using it. Every time he starts using it, someone Somebody just interrupts him, yeah, yeah. and it's like, what the fuck is the point of having this? Th-? Like, yeah, it didn't. It, I it, I get it, but it never really. It never had a payoff with the staff. And then when uh, Aladdin when, cracks when it, I was like, uh, Sultan the, threw it over, and he's just like, Vroomsh. no, I still got yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Let's I don't know. go. Um, a couple fun little Easter eggs and stuff. Uh, Frank Welker, the voice of Megatron, uh, once again did Abu and Cave of Wonders, uh, which is cool. We so just do Daffy Duck a little yeah. bit, but that's, that's really all good. Abu sounds that's like true. And then Prince Anders, Anders, Prince I don't know, Anders. the white guy, yeah, uh, played by Billy. Uh, Magnuson uh, is, has a lot of Nordic Scandinavian influences. His accent is very over the top. Um, it's kind of like a, a light reference to the frozen world. Mm-hmm. So it's oh, like cool. that could be and cool that they might be building this. When we universe. started and we see this giant ship go by, and I was like, oh shit, is Tarzan's parents on there? Are like Frozen's parents on if there? They're right building now? the live action shit to actually have all the theories. I, I don't think they are. They would start be cool. laying uh, Easter eggs. Um, there was a Cinderella's castle carpet was making it with sand. I saw yeah, that. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then he goes, yeah, he did the Disney over, swoosh yeah. over. That was that was cool. On the map, uh, when he was doing it, he like when Aladdin's like, wait, where is Fantasyland? Blah, blah, blah. He's like drawing land of Disneyland, which is great. I like that. Um, and also there was like a lot of hit, like references to the original art from the animated yeah, movie of Genie cool. and Aladdin yeah, yeah. stuff, which was dope. Um, Genie's mo- movie clothes were the same as his Broadway show. Mm-hmm. Um, so that stuff's cool. That's all I got. There. It's actually the, watching this movie actually makes me want to see the a Broadway show because cool. I feel like, I actually feel like this would translate better to a stage show than an actual live action movie. I don't think it does. The, really? Yeah. The yeah. Broadway I, show you, how similar like, is it to Disney's show? Hmm? The Broadway show how similar is it to actually to Disney's to Disneyland, Disneyland show? show? It's a very pumped up version of it, mm. but it is the same basic concept of it. Man, when the when they the have the magic par- carpet working, it's that's pretty cool. 
Um, before it, we do, we know is there any Easter egg reference nod to Robin Williams in there or anything? I mean, I think just kind of Will's whole performance cool. and all that. Uh, before we keep going on, let me tell you that this episode is brought to you by Tops. Big news out of the trading card industry as two iconic brands, Tops and Marvel, have teamed up to launch Marvel Collect by Tops Digital Trading Card app. The app boasts content from the entire Marvel Universe, both classic and cinematic. It's a digital trading card app where you can collect and trade Marvel Universe digital trading cards, trading certain cards for even rarer ones. It's developed by Tops Digital, and this app has been what they've coined collector-based missions. These provide guidance and reward for what users are going to be doing daily, weekly, and as you continue to expand, these will be some some of them will be on a longer term basis, all to earn currency in the app, which you can then use to open digital packs of cards. Uh, what's cool about this app is how expansive the content is from Avengers to Guardians to X-Men, Jessica Jones, the list goes on. Also, in an age of we want it now, this digital aspect of collecting is cool because of the timely content. Like Captain Marvel comes out, there's content in the app. Avengers comes out, there's Avengers trailer cards. Spider-Man Far From Home around the corner, there will be sets to celebrate that too. They even have a program in the app called First Printing, where they mimic how comic book editions are printed based on demand. Saw it with a cool Hulk set and an X-Men set that they have. Just a very cool take on a classic hobby experience. You remember those limited editions, Greg? How can I forget? You ever collect cards? You ever do any of that? Oh my gosh, you kidding me? I got some cards over there on my desk right now that I bought down there. Gremlins 2, Ghostbusters 2, and then Back to the Future 2. That was a big well, baseball card. There, there yeah. you go. First, first edition, baby. Uh, what also stands out is the free-to-play ability of the app compared to just a straight-up paywall. Uh, there's daily login bonuses, and the in- introduction of missions really helps the free-to-play generate enough buying power to go after certain cards, which is cool to see. Um, you can download Marvel Collect by Topps digital trading card app to start collecting and trading your favorite characters from across the Marvel Universe, both classic and cinematic, with fans around the world. This app is free-to-play, and new cards release every day, Download now in the App Store or Google Play Store. Also, shout out to Quip. If you're looking for something to give your dad or celebrate your new graduate, get them a one-size-fits-all gift, like a new oral health routine with Quip. The guiding features make sticking a good habit simple, and signing up for them, uh, signing them up for a subscription helps them save and refresh their brush on time. With the Quip electric toothbrush, you can show your thanks where it really counts other people's mouths. Hell sensitive yeah. sonic vibrations. Yeah. clean. That's gentle on your sensitive gums. There's a built-in two-minute timer that pulses every 30 <laughs> seconds to remind you when to switch sides and help you to clean your whole mouth. They evenly. know who we are. <laughs> That's great. Right, yeah. I've been using it. Greg's been using it. Love it. Barrett's been using it. Yeah. I love it. We just traveled. It's so easy. I love the little travel case. It also doubles it as a stand. It's sleek. It's sexy. It's cool. <laughs> Uh, brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist recommended schedule every three months for just five dollars a friendly reminder when it's time to refresh and to stay committed to your oral health uh that's why we love quip and why over one million happy healthy mouths do too quip starts at just 25 dollars. and if you go to getquip.com slash kfms right now you can get your first refill pack for free that's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash kfms you want to do a little wigging out action, Andy? Is it a wig? I don't know. Wigging out with Scarpino. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Wigging Out with Scarpino. I'm Nick Scarpino, your host. Uh, not actually, surprisingly, the the one person that I thought was wearing a wig, Andy and I looked at afterward. I thought Aladdin's hair was a wig. It's not. Oh, Great no. hair. They yeah, actually, I guess, I, I guess they had just Great straightened teeth. it. And so it had sort of like a, a more like glued on look to it, but I thought it was really, really good. He has very curly hair, and uh, you could, 
I had a feeling that it wasn't a wig just based on the way the sides looked. Yeah. Uh, because, like, back in the day, you could tell it was like formula. It was done with formula. Like, it was straightened down with formula yeah. and stuff. But you saw on the sides, it was still a little yeah, curly. He's got yeah, really yeah, curly yeah. hair. But I, I could tell. I, I had a feeling. And you you kind of leaned over and were like, this fucking wig, I can't take it. Uh, I thought it was and at I first. And I thought, like, I don't think it's what? a wig. What is wrong with you guys? <laughs> um, I loved Will Smith, though. I, I love that he actually did that, though. Like, the, the top wig? knot. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I don't think it was a bald. I think they just shaved his head and put the little thing on top what? of it, which is great. No. Will Smith's the cherry. That was definitely a wig. About? It was all long. This show makes no sense. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so let me back up. There? They they it's didn't like put a, a bald glue? cap on him. They legitimately oh, shaved yeah, his head, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I thought was well. I was like, oh, good for you. Got it. Because that means the actor always has to walk around for like three weeks or, okay. or four weeks. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that he grew his hair out no, to have no, that. No, no. <laughs> and they shaved no, around. No, the, little, the little nugget was <laughs> definitely glued on. Little nugget was definitely no. I didn't I didn't notice anything from from a costume or wigging a wig standpoint. Other than and uh, Aladdin's kind of hair was just a little bit weird for me, but, but that's understandable. They wanted it to be a little straighter than curlier. I think they should have left it curly, though. I think Were they born? Born in labs. Now it's time to rank those. It's all CG bullshit yeah. abs. No Aladdin abs. No Aladdin abs, man. No Jasmine abs. They changed the, the costumes. Uh, gave him a little dress shirt underneath. You know what I mean? That's nice. Her, they just gave her a lot of different outfits to wear. I think they... I think they I, I I will give them a shout out to all the detail and all of the like like culturally I really you really get a, a feeling that they're like we really want to pay homage to the culture here we don't want to like have anything crazy stand out and I think, that, I think that worked for it honestly like I love the dance sequence we didn't really talk about I mean we talked mm-hmm. about the but I, in general just the dance sequence outside of even just the puppetry see I like the dance sequences when they were doing more of a traditional style sure but when they started mixing in hip hop and him flipping all of like actually the flipping I guess might not be here there contemporary but like when they started doing the hip-hop stuff i was like eh, all right but i will give a special shout out go. to something we haven't talked about yet yeah which is the return of the most important element of any will smith movie oh my god how did we forget will smith doing the motherfucking Finally. theme song at Dude, the end when when we got to friend like me i had a moment where i'm like are they just gonna fucking do this are they about to drop a big willie style track right now and, and they, they did didn't. they didn't during friend like me right but then when the credits hit like the credits start DJ with like them, them dancing. Yeah, he was like DJ Khaled. They should have had that for the dance scene though. Like, what a weird choice to like have Bring this, DJ Khaled. This post credit. Like, yeah, they should have. I would have been but have post- It wasn't post credit. It was it was pre credits, right? Whatever it was you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like post movie. Yeah. Like they they had that scene of them all dancing like during the credits and stuff. And I'm like, that should have just been the Will Smith song because then that ends and it's Will Smith rapping DJ Khaled. It another was, one. It's like what is it happening? Was, this is amazing. But that's it's the thing. Really I just good. wasn't that. They didn't quite nail that. It wasn't that kind of movie where that would have been acceptable at the end. Yeah, but it would have because what we get instead. That just with a, a different song. Yeah, I don't know. Right. But I do want to give a shout out to like, I don't care if it's good or bad. I just want every Will Smith movie to end with a Will Smith song to. version of some of the songs. Dude, you got to listen to the song. I was like bumping it today. I'm just like, this is too hot. I they do, fucking did it. I do is think it that, hot? I do it think hot? that some of the, uh, that some of, okay. I do think that some of the, in, the hip hop sort of things in there are just part of current like Middle Eastern culture. I think that's like kind of what they're yeah, but, doing so, now. But I get, and I get that. Yeah. And I understand that, listen, this is a movie. It's a fucking musical movie about a flying carpenter and a genie. You can do whatever the hell you want in it. I just feel like there's, at any point, one too many elements in these things. Where, like, is it a period piece or is it hip-hop? And that's where that's where it starts to kind of throw me out of the reality of it. Is they're like, well, we can just introduce kind of anything we want like in this. But it is a period piece. So it's kind of weird to have them break into, like, an 808 base fucking moment where everyone's breaking it down. 
I feel for like they me, only did that with but I'm Eugenie, sure though. it worked for mo- for 99% of the people there. I just, I'm more of a traditionalist where I'm like, I just kind of wanted it to be more orchestral. Like I remember it. Cause I think that would have fit the style and the aesthetic of the movie a little bit better, but there had, they had fun with it and it's cool. And so, and most of the time it worked okay for me. So I'll, I'm not going to be over overly critical of a movie about a, you know, about a guy that rubs a fucking lamp and gets three wishes. Yeah. It's like, what's the point of that? Oh, uh, I saw uh, Rami uh, tweet about it. Uh, about how, like, uh, the, Ismail? Yeah, Rami Ismail uh, tweeted out about uh, how the older version of Aladdin, you know, it's it's dated. It has a yeah. lot of things that are, like, you know, culture just not great about it. Yeah. And he just said that this movie nailed so much of uh, everything. Like, everything in this movie was done really well. Um, and I, I, it's got to be awesome to see so many people of color on screen. Similar to, like, when I went to go watch Coco. I was like, this is awesome. Like, that's probably... Uh, it's probably got a lot of people really happy about that. Yeah, down to little specific things like in the original, he breaks bread to give to the orphans, and this it's dates because dates are uh, a big thing over there. They, they drink tea throughout the movie. Tea's constantly referenced. Oh, it's like yeah. they made a lot of choices that were that you know tea? to kind of back up all of that. Mm-hmm. In addition to the casting being yeah uh, as diverse as they, as it was, um, it's interesting though because there's a lot of thing pieces going. On. Of course, there's a lot of thing pieces. Sure, um, I mean as well there should be by the way because they're they, all these are choices they made on for purpose or on purpose rather and it's to get people to 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 think about this stuff right and and that's and for me personally like going in and realizing like this is a distinctively different aladdin movie than i remember was it was fascinating to see my like to to feel my reaction to that of going wow this is not i'm not seeing anyone necessarily that looks like me on screen and then 20 minutes in not caring like what being like oh whatever it's a good movie they're people they're they're having fun I'm, i'm i'm in the reality of it i'm in the culture of it i don't necessarily need to see 50 white people running around for me to feel like I can enjoy this movie. Uh, something that I thought was really interesting about this, though, is that one of the thing pieces it was talking about how there's a rivalry between ownership of Aladdin and the Aladdin story and how Indians see it as an Indian story and Middle Easterners see it as that type of story. Mm-hmm. And Agrabah isn't clear exactly what it is or yeah. where it is. Yeah. And so like that's kind of cool. But then going d- deeper into it, like apparently the original Aladdin folktale comes from China. Interesting. So it's like, there's just like, it's it's cool that there's a lot of this. I, I like that they, they took a direction and went with it. And of course, not everyone's going to be happy with everything, but I think that they really did a good job. But committing like, to the but vision. looking at this and, and, and then thinking, wow, if we lived in a different time, if they had made this maybe 10 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe Jake Gyllenhaal would have been alive. Oh, absolutely! And this would it the would have Prince been so Persia. fucking weird. Yeah, like you look back at Prince of Persia and you're like Gemma Arterton and fucking Jake Gyllenhaal, well, the two main characters in that didn't really work that well. It's kind of weird. So for the casting for this it movie, Zac Efron. When Fuck they, you, I, okay, how dare you? Though? That, would, that would probably would have been fine. That, that boy can move. That when they announced move. that Billy Magnuson was going to be in this movie, like everyone was up in arms about it. But I feel like they did a good job of having just be this, he's the Swedish he guy, great, yeah, be yeah. this other prince that's kind of a cameo. And like I don't a know joke, really. I don't, I don't either. I know him from Game Night. Yeah, I remember him being oh. in Game Night. Oh, He's been in a bunch right. of those like movies that are just kind of. Newer yeah. and yeah, Jen was yeah. like, he was a bad guy in something we watched two recently. I was like, I don't remember that. He's a, okay. he's a great actor. I really enjoy him. He's super over the top always. Kind of plays the asshole. A little haiku and review action. Seven syllables. Seven syllables in the middle. You need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. 
Everybody you now stop. Where are you at? <laughs> where Greg, where are, you need to get your shit together. <laughs> you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to get this show ad free. Or if you're at the bronze level, you get to write in your haikus in reviews. Uh, Kevin Spears says, Will honors Robin. Where is my giant cobra? Really? Oh, I know. I was yeah. like, I was kind of scared. I was gonna come that, out of the fucking fountain the entire time. Didn't I, I was kind of scared about that. Jasmine hot as fuck. Too much. Um, Arvel says CGI textures are bad. Jafar uses Loki's staff. Jasmine is awesome. And Ignacio Rojas says too many problems. Too many problems. Too many problems. I got too many problems. Too many problems. Need more than just a haiku. Just watch the original. Wow, did not like Ignacio it. Ignacio Ross taking it out. Coming out the Shocker. Hot takes. Negative uh, comment from Ignacio it is. Ross. It is cool seeing a uh, kind <laughs> of people. He's never negative about kind of funny games. <laughs> it's cool seeing this movie actually be Loves kind me. of divisive between mm. people, where uh, the reviews seem a lot more negative than it seems the anybody that I know that's seen it. Like Nick seems to be the most down on it, and yeah. even you didn't hate it. Oh, no, I mean I don't. I don't. Rec- I mean no, I, I did not hate it. I, I I found myself I was surprised that I enjoyed it based off of the that some of the mixed reviews that I'd seen, but I understand the criticisms, and I think a lot of it comes from that these are just it's just really hard to make a live action version of these movies and 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 stick it across the board, and mm-hmm. that's been a criticism I think we've kind of all had of these like I when I watched the Jungle Book I had issues with that we all had some issues with Beauty and the Beast I think they're figuring it out, but I just don't think they've nailed it yet. We haven't had the like the one shining like oh this is what it's going to be. It still feels like they're kind of cobbling a bunch of elements together and figuring it out. I think and the Guy Ritchie th- was an interesting choice for this. I think the one thing they absolutely nailed for me was a whole new world. I, I great. I think I across like the board the singing. The the visuals, all of it, I thought they did a fantastic job, man. I was really happy See, about I, it. See, I was a little disappointed with the visuals of this because in the original, they go to different places. Right? Yeah, and this like, one, they kind of just flew around. unrealistically fast. Like, they go to Greece and China. It's a magic and carpet, and They would right? be flying like, off the... Yeah. <laughs> but it's a magic carpet, and they sent him to... I mean, that's not that, that argument doesn't hold up because they send him to the, the fucking end of the world, end of the world and, and the magic like, carpet gets back in five seconds. I liked Holy World not going to all the places mm-hmm. because of that, and then I hated that he... But then he flew back. Well, like, I just well, thought, like so when they went, yeah. when they went and they were sitting on the pagoda in China, and they, you were seeing that was a great moment for for like just have colors and magic and like the the fireworks, the fireworks going off. Yeah. And in this, it was just so dark. Like they were like, oh look, at, like we see these people, and I'm like, but they like we can barely see them. There's only you know what I mean. Like I I don't know. They just I think the color palette of this movie is suffering from the same issues that like the DC movies are. Where you're like, why is it so fucking dark? Why yeah. is there no color in this? I agree with that. I did like it though, the overall. But my my only problem with it not being perfect was some of the lines that they said they didn't do. Like the don't you dare close your eyes. I like in the animated one. Like she's closing her eyes and he like has her open it. This kind of felt like what they were saying and what they were doing didn't feel as as one for one. But again, whatever. That's well, a, a minor criticism. Also, I mean, it's and it's unfortunately a, a victim of its own like of its own commentary here is that she was more worldly in this one than she was in the animated movie. So when she's seeing the world, she's really seeing the world for the first time. Whereas the Jasmine we get in this one, like studied maps, knows different cultures, has been outside of the palace, like is her own independent person. But she hadn't explored the world. Sure. Neither had he. But, uh, and we don't really explore the world because all we do is go around Agrabah. Right. So like she'd seen all that because she's the fucking princess and she can see it all from her. I don't, it just didn't like the idea of, Hey, I'm going to show you that we're going to explore this together came through, but it just didn't come through as much as the original one because she was less vulnerable in this. She comes and it's like, what are you going to show me motherfucker? Like this, I own this place. This is my town. I'm the queen. I'm going to be the queen of the sultan of this place. You know, I don't know. She saw from a bird's eye view though. I think this was like a lot more different. Yeah, I totally get it. And again, it was a fun moment, but 
I just I, I wanted that to be yet another one of those moments where like yeah we're going to these we're going everywhere I'm going to show you everything the, the concept of the whole new world was not necessarily he was going to show the world but they were going to experience it together and they they just they flew to some cool spots I, I liked some of the visuals of them going down and you seen like the water flats which I thought was really cool but I don't know it's magic you're supposed to go to different places and see different spots and see all this stuff and, and maybe they were just like we don't have that fleshed out yet in our brains of like what this world is because maybe to your point earlier maybe they do want to make it the big the bigger disney world i don't know i don't think they do it'd be cool if they did though it would be really cool um also i like that we got that moment of like oh abu would have liked it like oh he doesn't like heights and it's like ah, yeah. gotcha, you motherfucker. that's smart gotcha, gotcha. Bitch. <laughs> I, do, I do like that they set up and to greg's point earlier that yeah the magic does make people not see you until you're character comes through that was that was a strong call on their point because originally like you would think in the animated movie you're like she just saw him like a day ago like if i met andy yesterday i'd fucking know him if he was wearing a different outfit i'm like you're wearing a different jacket you're andy <laughs> you're andy Let's do ladies and gentlemen this is ben aladdin in review next week we begin our four week adventure uh going back to the more traditional format for kind of funny in review for toy story in review all right where next week toy story one then toy story two then three I'll then the brand new four let's not tell